his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Beamaz and Beamer. All right. Yes, it is Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Welcome to the show. You know, uh, if you were listening uh, with us all morning long, you heard Erie County Executive Mark Polencarz, who was on with us for an extended period of time in the last hour. And I have right now, I after talking with him, Joe, I have a different understanding of the Tuesday announcement regarding vaccinations and the stadium. It was to get some time. So people knew what the deal was when we got to September. No, oh, okay. um, that's <laughs> not not what I was thinking. <laughs> but I, um, so I, I have a different understanding that. And now everything that I said yesterday, I think is it, it remains true. Right. Um, and, and that's I, I'm not super comfortable. And this is something. If you want to go back and listen to the interview, we're not going to replay the whole thing. It was like uh, 25 minutes or so. You can listen on demand. Wben.com. But I, I did ask him about that. And my big issue of kind of using the and this is just it goes for more than just the stadium and vaccinations it goes for just about everything uh using kind of like this carrot stick approach to you know get people to try and do what you want them to do instead of trusting people with information and you know trusting people to make the right decision for their health for other people's health and so on and so forth so that that still is with me but I in listening to him and it wasn't said in these explicit terms this is my read of what the county executive is thinking in making this announcement as of right now and that is i think that he believes the state come the start of the bill season will still be restricting capacity right. at the stadium and at uh, big arenas uh and this would be a way to get around that restriction of capacity. So say the state said in September, you can go to a Bills game, but we're doing 60% capacity right now, and everybody has to be tested. This is the kind of saying, well, no, we're not going to do it that way. We can go around uh, by having everybody showing proof of vaccination. That way we can have full capacity on this. And it seemed to me that he was open on things changing because that's a big thing. And that's something we heard from Dr. Russo yesterday that it's impossible to tell for sure what September is going to look like, whether a restriction like this is going to be necessary, any restriction is going to be necessary at all, whether it's going to be totally necessary because of some unforeseen 
you know, thing that might happen. Uh, the, you know, according to Dr. Russo, it's too hard to see that far in the future. But that is my understanding right now of where their head is at when they made this announcement. And who would have thought that the optimistic one would be County Executive Mark Poloncars? Uh, you know, I have to say, after what the governor said yesterday, I applaud the county executive for being um, optimistic that we can have full capacity events, full capacity stadium and arena. But Brian, I, I go back to something you said, and you said it to the county executive just the last hour. Um, you know, New York, say we go with your example, and in September, 60% right capacity at events, at stadiums, at arenas throughout New York State. That means New York City wouldn't be getting the tours that you spoke of. You know, Eric Church is coming to Buffalo in September. All right. If the state of New York says only 60% of the crowd of the capacity can be there, Eric Church probably won't come to Buffalo in September. He probably won't go to New York City. And you mentioned in Vegas, just two months from now, they are going to have a sellout event. Uh, it, it all comes back to a point I made numerous times yesterday, points I have made during this pandemic. When are we finally going to say you are a human, you are an adult, and we need to trust you to make the mistake, make the decision, knowing the risks if you don't. I like how you almost said make the mistake. Yeah. Because you know, that's, that's what you think <laughs> everyone's going to do. Now, I, um, and thinking of this, I, so I, that's my read of the situation. That's not what the county executives explicitly said. So I might be reading it wrong, but that to me is based on the conversation we had the thinking behind this is that if the state is still mandating uh, restrictions on capacity or mask wearing or something like that in the stadium, that it's not going to affect Buffalo. It's not going to affect the bills. It's not going to affect that concert. He did mention that concert. Yep. And, and that would be, and again, nothing is official or set in stone on this, but he mentioned that is also being uh, a part of this program where you would have to prove vaccination to attend that concert um, that he still believes the state's going to restrict capacity. And that is the way of getting around that. I am based on, and because of the example that you said, I don't think that way. And now's when we start to get into the predict the future game, right? Yes. You know, how, what is the world going to look like this upcoming September? I don't believe that we are going to be in that situation and that maybe it is more likely that that will end up being a further restriction than what we see in some other areas of the state because of what you said, whether it's a touring music act, whether it's just teams, um, you know, in the NBA, the NHL, playoff uh, baseball. baseball, something like that. Um, I, I think that the pressure – on seeing other states across the country get these events, lift restrictions. And, I again, I'm not sure. I was trying to look yesterday because yesterday was the announcement that uh, the UFC is going to be in Las Vegas at their arena there with full capacity. And I couldn't get any details as to what that was like. Is, is it full capacity? Do you have to get a test? I don't believe that is the case. Do you have to wear a mask? That might be the case in the uh, stadium there when they do that event in July. But as more and more of these events start to get announced, I do think that pressure is going to move the state to act in a way that would make that um, kind of assumption that they're still going to be uh, restricting capacity here 
uh, I don't know, kind of a, a moot point by then. And for Nevada, it's not just that event in July. By June 1st, they are going to be open 100%, the state of Nevada, which obviously plays into having full capacity at that event. But, you know, Brian, for years we talk about, oh, how we, you know, Buffalo's always second to New York City. We always have to pay for New York City. Well, this might be one of the things when it comes to opening up the state of New York that thanks to New York City, for what we've been talking about, for the sporting events that take place in the city, for the events that New York City doesn't want to have to say, go to New Jersey, go to Connecticut, you know, come back to New York. And, and, and that pressure is going to be there. And it's going to be before September. I, I mean, the county executive and the governor, they want to point their finger at people traveling to Florida, people traveling to Texas. Uh, the truth is, more and more people every day want to get back to that sense of normalcy. And, and again, it comes back to, how much risk are we going to allow people to take? We allow people to do a lot of things that put risk to their health. When eventually are we going to say the vaccines are there? You know the risk. You know how to be safe. It's in your hands. I, you may, people traveling, to that's the reason why. You know, If right. you ask most people, yeah. and I'm sure just about everybody knows someone who's gone out of state, uh, especially in recent weeks with the spring break and things like that, that's the main reason why people are going into other areas is right. to kind of do this. And as more events start to happen, that's only going to happen more and more frequently. Um, the other point that this thing kind of brings up is uh, the county executive's argument for being able to implement that rule. So the governor doesn't think that the county executive can make this rule. He, here's what he had to say yesterday. Yeah, I don't think the county executive is legally correct. Uh, but besides that, we tend to work in a collaborative with local government, uh, and we're just not there yet, uh, to make those decisions. So the governor doesn't think that the county executive can make that decision on his own. Um, Mark Polenkarsh, again with us, restated that he believes he's uh, completely right, that uh, it's uh, almost similar to banning smoking in the arena or, uh, you know, you can't bring a drink into the stadium or something like that, that the way they put those rules in place is the same way that they would put this rule into place. And now this opens up the question to me of what might be a more pressing issue, because this is happening in September. The city is running the ballpark. Could the city put a similar rule in place so that instead of 3,000 people going to potentially, likely, see the Blue Jays this upcoming summer, that opens up to a full stadium outside yep. if everybody's vaccinated? Could a similar rule be put in place? And would you want a similar rule to be put in place? Because this opens up the decision, right? And this is, I think, as I explained before, and we'll take your calls, 803-0930, if you have the choice, and this is how I think the county executive might have been better off framing it this way, um, you know, in terms of getting people to kind of understand. If you have the choice, there's a full capacity stadium, but everyone has to prove vaccination to go in. Or there is a significant half, 25 percent, whatever it is, capacity stadium. And you still probably have to get a test or do something like that. To go into the arena, what would you prefer? What is the better way? And the Blue Jays might be the pressing option here because if you follow the county executive's line of thinking, 
again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the agreements. Uh, you know, I, I don't have that right in front of me. But the city does own the ballpark. They could make a similar rule on that ballpark and potentially open it up for everyone to go see a baseball game this summer if you have the vaccine. And there's enough people vaccinated right now. You could to, fill up. Yeah, you could fill field. that up all summer long. Yeah, and I wish if that's the county executive line of thinking, I wish he would just say that. Can you imagine he'd have so many more people supporting his side if it was, as you said, full stadium versus thirty percent and having to test those who aren't vaccinated? And by the way, Brian, right now the Blue Jays, who most likely are coming to Buffalo at the end of next month, are playing in front of a full stadium. So how it, nice it is full down there in, it's allowed uh, in to Florida. I'm not saying they've sold out every game. <laughs> it's allowed to be. And how nice for the players would that be if they got to come closer to home and be able to see a full stadium? The unfortunate thing being that I'm sure when the Yankees visit, it won't be a home game for the Blue Jays. I, I do think that makes it a little bit more understandable in, you know, kind of you, you bring that context into it and you kind of see where the line of thinking is um, to where this might be the better option than something else that's, you know, who knows where this, I mean, the state could come in and what is uh, the state's response been to businesses throughout Western New York that, you know, are found to be in some sort of violation of, you know, one of the 5 billion rules that are put on there. It's the state liquor authority that comes in. I mean, could the state liquor authority then say, well, if you do open on these County rules that we don't agree with, we're, you know, Good luck selling any alcohol in here. I, I, yeah. Could that happen? So there's a lot of questions and a lot more unknown uh, still to come here. Uh, we're going to go over to, let's see, Patrick is on WBEN. Uh, Patrick, when it's framed in that way, and you know maybe you put that in context of a baseball game, which would you rather have as the option uh, of the restrictive nature, a half capacity with maybe a test or, or a fully vaccinated stadium? Well, I'll answer it this way. We need to end the, uh, the mask situation right now that needs to end. It should have ended last year before summer. Uh, a vax port? Uh, absolutely not, because that's my personal information. It's none of your business if I've been vaccinated or not. Um, I'm, I'm fine physically, and uh, I'm going to go to the game, let's say. Um, as far as the county executive, I wouldn't give him any applause. Uh, because he still hasn't done the right thing. The right thing is for him to follow the science, and the science is showing us uh, that right now, I think they they gave us a count the other day, we have 426 uh, positive tests per 100,000 population. So if you do the math, it's 0.004%. So this is not... Uh, this is not the, the big thing to be afraid of. Um, I think that the, the mask should be a choice for somebody who is uh, in the vaccine, who, who maybe feels a little timid or a little afraid, wants to protect themselves. Go ahead. I, I have nothing against anybody taking a vaccination or wearing a mask. What I have a problem with is people telling me that, if, oh, if you want to do this or if you want to do that, you're going to have to have the vaccination and you're going to have to show proof that you have a vaccination over somebody telling me that I have to wear a mask when I'm doing my daily runs and routines and stuff like that. That's yep. got to stop. Accountability is on the person who's afraid. 
not on the not on the massive amount of population that's not. Patrick, appreciate the call. Can uh, you know, kind of having trouble hearing you in the car there, uh, driving around there. Be safe when you're driving around the car. Uh, yes. You know, that that brings up another issue, and we've talked about that with a lot of guests before. Uh, if you look at a mask mandate versus a recommendation, and does that make a difference? And I, I think it psychologically it very well uh, may be that giving people a recommendation, a choice with the information to make the right choice does make a difference versus a mandate. But that's a different discussion for uh, another day almost. We do have to remember this is the first thing that you, you have to be tough with where you direct your criticism because right. for the most part, all these rules have come from New York State and the county has really had you know, little to no say over you know, any of these. Man- this is kind of the first time that you know, for a big event like this or reopening that it is at the county's uh, decision to go forward with something like this. Yeah, the county re- refused to do it with schools, but when it comes to sporting events, when it comes to events, in buildings they own, and someone asked why won't they do that with baseball games, as Brian said, the city owns the uh, ballpark, not the county. So that's why it would be a city decision. Uh, I will say this to Patrick's point because it does tie in with the interview you had with the county executive. Um, when it comes to trying to get people to believe in the vaccine, when it tries, to, when trying to urge people to take the vaccine, which I've been doing, admittedly, um, I do think it would help. And this goes to Patrick's point and to a point that Brian made to the county executive. I think it would help if they said, hey, two weeks after you have your second shot, the mask does become a recommendation, doesn't become mandatory. Again, that's for a different discussion. But I, I did like that point um, from Patrick. Uh, but But we'll see. And if this vaccine goes in, in September, right? Okay, you need a vaccine to get into the game. Does that mean in 2022, September, I need a vaccine to get into the game? I mean, is this a year-by-year thing just to try to get the community vaccinated? I mean, obviously, as Brian said, we are trying to predict the future, uh, but this is what we know today. And again, it's the first time the county is trying to do something without the state. Yeah, well, we'll go back to what uh, Dr. Russo said, right, uh, yesterday, that it's too early to tell. And it's too early to tell if something like this, and, you know, he is coming from, Uh, the epidemiologist standpoint where he started off his comments by saying that, you know, from where I'm standing as a doctor who wants to prevent anybody from getting COVID, you know, sure, this is a great idea. Um, Realistically, he said, we're never going to hit the 100% mark in vaccination or in getting people um, immunized from COVID. And it's impossible to tell for sure what September is going to look like. And if this is going to be necessary. Um, you know, should it be mandatory? Should will it not be necessary? Uh, there's so much unknown there when you're talking about the future. Hey, you're with Bemaz and Beamer on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today.
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is B Maz and Beamer on News Radio 930 WBEN. Talking to you, 803-0930. Get you on the text board, get you on the phones. Brian, WBEN.com, you wrote a great yeah, I have perspective to stop, piece. I have to stop oh, you, though, before you begin. I'm sorry. We'll get to that. Oh, you I'm... set me off again during the break. Uh-oh. I told you. Because, <laughs> no, so we're going to, and we're talking uh, today, kind of a continuing a conversation from yesterday about, uh, the idea of needing a vaccination to go into a game, you know, the, the pros and cons of it, what goes behind the decision, the kind of the fascinating thing for me. And we're going to a game this Saturday. Yes. We're both going to the Sabres game, um, and, and I'm excited to go see. Anytime I get to see Sidney Crosby in person, I'm very excited for it. You know, it's like one of those things. If you had the opportunity to see Gretzky or Lemieux, you know, back uh, when they were in their prime and playing in the day, I, you know, you cherish it. You go and try and see that any opportunity you can. I, I think the same way about this guy. So I we're going to this game and there's I'm asking you, what do you need to know? Because I'm going to need to, just like we're talking about, show the proof of vaccination to get into the Sabres game. It, it, it's happening now. <laughs> we're talking about September, but this is what it's like right now. And so you send me the I, I don't really you send me an email with some of the info. I still have to get more info from you. I, it still doesn't understand me. But then in the email, it has all of the things about how KeyBank Center is cashless right now. Yes. And it's not just KeyBank Center. You see this all over the place. Uh, you know, cashless transactions. It's just about every big arena or stadium that you go to. It's all over the place with what you want to use with a cashless transaction, you use your phone, all in-venue purchases uh, must be made via mobile pay or a credit card. And I'm just thinking to myself of everybody who's up in our – and again, as I said yesterday, I'll be sensitive to your privacy concerns uh, every single day of the week. But if you're up in arms over this vaccination passport of uh, having to show uh, proof of vaccination or scan a QR code over information that they already have, if you are vaccinated, uh, the state has your information right now. I This is the thing that you should be up in arms about of you, you need you can't pay with cash for anything anymore. This is the information that's going out there and being sold to it. Oh, 30 year old male. He when he buys a beer, he buys Blue lights and and who's that information? Anyways, you, you, just a little bit of we're making such a big stink over one thing while ignoring the if you're concerned about that problem, 
<laughs> the real concern is in a completely different area of right. you know using your phone or whatever credit card to pay for something. Yeah, I don't, I don't want the I don't want to have to worry about the vaccine, but I, it's convenient for me to purchase everything on the app or use Apple Pay when I go to a store. Because Brian, I can just slide the phone by the cashier and I don't have to worry about it. I agree, but, and I know, but, but you're just right. know it's that when you're doing that, thing. <laughs> when it, you're doing that, everyone in the world now knows exactly what you like to buy and now you're going to see an ad for that uh two seconds after you right, do it. it's the exact same thing it's actually more intrusive as you've mentioned you've gotten more spam calls and emails in the last six months and i can't think that that's not related oh, to absolutely. using more uh contactless cash outs cashless payments mm-hmm. all that stuff over especially the last year yeah i, I i'm sorry to throw you off your uh, track there but that's just i, no, I had to i'm glad you brought <laughs> it up, it up. Here, but but here's how you know how I forget about things so quickly. You mentioned that 30 seconds before we came back, and I was just so tuned in yeah, to what I was going to say. <laughs> you were ready to go. <laughs> so you wrote this perspective piece at WBEN.com, and I encourage everyone to read it, WBEN.com, Perspective, uh, BMAS, writing about politicians not trusting us and how kind of the cards, are, you know, it, it's changed. You mentioned the Monica Wallace interview, which I mentioned to Nick Langworthy on Hardline Sunday uh, when she flat out said, when you asked her, I'm paraphrasing, but you asked her if it's time to trust people, and she flat out said no. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's interesting because how we talk about poll numbers every day and every week, and there's always new numbers, and millions of dollars is spent in campaigns for politicians to know what people think about them and, and you know, what the public opinion is on one uh, issue or the other, or, you know, how I can use public opinion to get ahead. And so rarely do we ever actually get a glimpse into what these people think about us, the people they're representing. And it's we've, over the course of the last year, and I would say more specifically over the last four months or so, have really started to get that idea. And, and you see what politicians think of the public and the people that they represent and you know i it was just too easy and plainly you know put out there for me to not put up that uh, if you want to read it over at wben.com because it, it, i think it happened on the exact same day last uh, late last week on friday where we did speak uh, to monica wallace we did have that interview we're talking about these restrictions which by the way changed again yesterday that yep. we'll see a uh, restaurant or a bar can they stay open till 10 11 is it midnight is it no curfew is it you know at the end of the day what what does it matter it's these types of restrictions that gets people to completely not trust anything that you put out there um but on that very same day later in the afternoon just hours later you had congressman brian higgins standing with restaurant owners saying basically this is ridiculous he said too many restrictions too many restrictions too many restrictions you have to trust the people to take care and this term the people being restaurant owners to take care of the people that they're serving which you trust to do in different ways every single day when you go in and the food that you eat you're trusting that that's made in a sanitary way and it's cooked to the right temperature and everything like that that you have to be able to trust these people to take care of you in other ways, too. And I, I, you get to this point where a year in and the public is armed with that information. And despite whatever restriction you put on there or restriction you take off, 
people have the information they know um you know whether it's they're totally informed or totally misinformed they know the way they're going to act and there's i think very little that's going to stop them at this point but extending that branch of trust might go a lot further than apparently a lot of politicians think. I also think some politicians aren't aware why they're elected, um, but that's, again, a different discussion. You also remind people, Brian, that the food with alcohol, that was supposed to be to make sure people didn't just hang out at the bar all day. But as you put in your in your article, uh, a dollar bag of chips is not going to change your behavior yeah. when you're already out at the bar. I, that's when you're already, It doesn't. And, and everyone who's been out kind of knows this, right? That if you're out there, you're out there. I, and now where this does make a difference is maybe that changes your, if you're out already, instead of going to two different places, you might just stay at one place and um, you know you can argue whether that's uh, for the better or worse, but for restaurant owners, it's definitely for the worse that this small little thing is keeping people from going to their business and it does definitely do that with really little effect on the spread of the virus because it's not just these plants. You have kind of these uh, redundant, especially when it comes to restaurants, um, these things in place where, okay, if we have the curfew, then do we need the food thing because they're both to achieve the same purpose? But then we also right. have the distancing, and you have to wear a mask if you are standing up anywhere. You're not allowed to stand up at a bar, uh, according to the – and they are all you know, put into place and kind of fighting with each other over achieving the same result. And, you know, it's – you can read the piece over at WBEN.com. The end result is just we're finally getting that opportunity to see what the people we elect think about us and whether or not the general public is trustworthy or not. And I think uh, a lot of people have uh, gotten their answer over the last year of uh, what uh, the opinion is of us. And we didn't have to pay million for the uh, poll to be taken. Also, it's most detrimental. These these rules about the food with drink are most detrimental to those neighborhood bars that you would hit up after a night a night out um, with friends or a, a date night out for dinner. It's those neighborhood bars that are really taking the hit, not getting that uh, last drink of the night uh, customer. Yeah, it kind of seems that way. Hey, uh, we'll go to Gene in Lancaster. Gene, you're on WBEN. Uh, we were talking about we're going to a game this Saturday. You went to a game under uh, some of these restrictions. What was it like? I went to see the Capitals last Friday, and I thought I would try to see if I can walk up and buy a ticket. And uh, I didn't have a phone that was compatible to what they needed, so they had to jump through some hoops to get me into the arena. And eventually they couldn't even come up with a, a digital ticket, so they wrote it on a piece of paper. And they had me. They actually escorted me to my seat. Now, are you vaccinated, or did you have to take a test on uh, before going to the arena? I'm vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Oh. How did you prove that? Well, I had a vaccine uh, vaccine card, the hmm. one they gave me, and I just showed it to them, and that was quite very nice. Easiest part of all. Huh. Well, that, it is it is interesting the new situation, and this is something that I I don't know how you feel about this, Gene. But it's one of the things that I miss, and this predates any of the pandemic, is just being able to do kind of what you tried to do there. You walk up to somewhere, you pay cash to get in. It's you know, 
you leave no trace or paper trail. And a lot of people would say, well, why, you know, why do you care if uh, you have a ticket on your phone versus in person? Or, or, you know, why do you care if somebody knows where you were? It's just because I, you know, that <laughs> my answer is always because I, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I do. I agree. I brought cash with me. That was my intent all along. And they would not accept it. And in fact, the box office is closed. They had to, they had a little like a light a side person, a person on the side who who um, got me into the arena. You know, he was from the Sabers, but it was it it was rather time consuming. And that's that's a walk up. Gene, I appreciate the call, man, and uh, glad you went to go see the game. You know, Brian, you're right. 2019, we were getting away from cash. Let's be honest, we were getting away from that. Hey. This purchase, there's nothing electronic about it. And now, not only can you not pay cash, but you pay with your credit card. The receipt is emailed to you, and everything you do once you're there is is documented. Yeah, and you know that by, I don't know if you've ever been anywhere that uses, I think it's uh, one of the square. If you pay uh, for something at an iPad with your credit card, and then you didn't type in any email address, but all of a sudden you get that emailed receipt right to you without giving them your email. And... <laughs> You know, I. it's like, whoa, that's like a whoa moment where it's like, oh, okay, so everything I do is connected to something else, whether I realized it or not. I mean, you can't, you can't go to buy a wrench without somebody asking your email address, and I know that most people don't think twice about it because when I say no, I get kind of like this look of, like, what do you mean no? You know, why aren't you – I'm just well, – you don't need my phone number for – I'm, you know, buying a – bucket of screws or something like that like yesterday i went to get a rapid test i just used my uh apple pay and all my information popped right up oh yeah that's uh, it's all right there whether you know it and that's and, and we're talking about that just because of this idea of the vaccine passport that you know i i understand why some people get a little weirded out by it but in terms of personal privacy it just seems like there's a lot of things to be worried about before we're really worried about that because, again, it is information, whether you know it and realize it or not, that they already have. As soon as you get that vaccine, uh, the state does have that information. Um, cashless payment, though? No, that's information you're putting out there every day and kind of doing that thing. But that's anyways, all- um, you know, we're, we're going back to over at WBEN.com. Uh, when it comes to that idea of trust, uh, and that is I, for one, think – that the trust should work both ways. Um, I never trusted <laughs> politicians, and maybe that is uh, why or because the trust doesn't come the other way around. No, and, and as you said, it's no more clear than the last four months that people that we pay their paycheck and we elect them, they don't trust the people that they are supposed to be working for. And are they ever going to? And when... So say in September they gain that trust, okay, and we go full stadium, whatever. Um, are they? Is there in December they're not going to trust us again? And okay, they don't trust us. Why are they the ones to be able to make that to make that call again? It has to be personal responsibility. Eventually, we have to get to personal responsibility. And Brian, I always point to this: politicians don't trust us with COVID, but they trust us enough to still sell tobacco products that will kill you to sell. To allow us to eat eight to ten thousand calories a day, you know, where's the line drawn? Yeah, there's. Uh, 
I, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> different lines that you can draw uh, in between one thing and another. Bob in West Seneca, you're on WBEM. What's on your mind? Well, I, I feel like I'm being tracked everywhere I go. Uh, you can't go to Wegmans without and buy a beer without showing your New York State driver's license, and they scan it. Where's the information go? Uh, you go to Quickville, try to buy a lottery ticket, and they scan your license. Uh, they want your easy pass on the throughway. I mean, they can track you where you're moving. Um, who gets this information? All this, you know, requirements to, to do daily things, you know, as a person. Are they going to come back to me in uh, 10 years, deny me health care because uh, I drink too many beers? Um, <laughs> well, I, Bob, I, I, I'm, the thing that always I will respond to people is, do you think it's a little too late for us to be asking these questions? I mean, shouldn't these have been things that we were asking all along? Oh, exactly. But, I mean, that's why it creeps up on you. And before you know it, but, I mean, I, I'll i only go to certain places now to to purchase items. Because every time, like you said about the email a minute ago, they want your email information. They want It's like they'll know where you are every minute of every day. I mean, there's GPS in your phone. I mean. Who allows, you know, where's that information go? If they want to track you, they're going to track you. GPS. Yeah. Um, hey, Bob, thanks so much for the thanks, call. Bob. And you wonder, I, the question, well, who cares, you know, who, you know, somebody knows where you go. It does have an impact because it does, if I log in right now to Facebook, Instagram, or whatever, and I'm going to see, the people are so good at their advertising, oh, especially yeah. online right now. I'm going to see somebody that I take a second uh, click at or something that I take a second click at because, wow, that is super interesting to me and something I might want to buy. And you're definitely spending a little bit more money, I think, based on that advertising. And by the way, Bob, do not get me started on EasyPass and it has nothing to do with tracking your uh, – that's a – that might be tomorrow, Joe. Is uh, oh well, I my, I've had a recent Easy Pass uh, incident ongoing. that I, that we could talk about. Um, but you know, you talk about social media now. If you look at me, you can tell I've eaten way too much of a certain restaurant over the last few months uh, after last month, and I make all those purchases on that restaurant's app. Brian, I can't go onto Instagram or Facebook without seeing an ad for that restaurant, mainly the new item this restaurant has on their menu, which is delicious. And why? Because every time I order from that place, it is on their app, which is on my phone, and I use my information to purchase it. They know exactly what you want. And uh, <laughs> we... Uh, we'll take uh, you know uh, some more of your comments tomorrow here on BMAS and Beamer. Thanks for being with us throughout the day. And again, uh, you know a lot of what set this off and uh, what started the show is uh, I encourage you to go back listen to that interview from this morning with Mark Polencars who joined us uh, in the eight o'clock hour. And again, it seems to me that his the reasoning behind putting this uh, vaccination proof uh, in terms of going to a Bills game is. He believes that the state is still going to restrict capacity, and this will be a way of not having a capacity cap on the stadium or the arena come this fall. That's at least how I read it. You can go and listen for yourself and uh, let us know what you think. We'll see you tomorrow. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. 
But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.